All right. Welcome into the weekly Wednesday wrap up with Whitey. Whitey, how are you this evening, my friend? I'm I'm feeling great. I was up late last night. I love these Pac-10 games that, or Pac-12 rather that go on in the middle of the night, especially like if West Virginia looks like shit, it's hard for me to watch college football. I just kind of delete it. Uh, you've learned to compartmentalize if you're a Redskins football team commanders fan. Uh, that's led me into fantasy football, but uh, with West Virginia in particular, when they break your heart, I really don't care to watch somebody else have a good time. So luckily that didn't happen yesterday. I was stunned at the end of the game. Like, didn't know how to react. I've yet to talk to somebody that didn't have some sort of impact from that game that uh, that is a little atypical. That one felt better than a win's felt in a long time. It, it did, uh, and it even when we were down fourteen to seven, we scored, and I was like, "How are we tied?" Because it it seemed like they dominated the first half. They did, and even then, I mean, you go back to when Aubrey Burks went down. We got them together to three and out after that. This is a resilient bunch, man. I, I, I feel like the guys that are left are, are, are guys that genuinely care and feel like a part of this team with the staff. They've got to watch what Neil's gone through. I mean, I'm going to make it a point to not shit on Neil Brown tonight because I don't think he deserves any. I don't remember very many times last night with the exception of a couple that I will bring up because that's what we do. Uh, uh, where I was questioning coaching. I thought we coached. I thought we had Sonny. Sonny Dykes was yelling at referees and getting 15-yard penalties thrown on himself because his guys were getting caught cheating. Let me just tell everybody here, that's not supposed to be allowed. And I think that our coaching staff probably pointed that out to the officials. And what I'm talking about is number 52 on the defensive line continuously getting holding penalties called on himself. That's supposed to not be legal. And it was clear as, 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 as the day on the replays on ESPN after the fact that he was doing just that. So, I mean, you can play the victim as much as you want in that regard. Just, I thought Neil and the staff had the guys ready. Um, we overcame a lot, man. The injuries, Jesus Christ, it was tough to watch. Um, there in the third quarter, it was pretty demoralizing. But to overcome that and come out of there with the W, I mean, I got this one down as one of the three. I I picked us to win last week. This is one of the three or four games that I did not feel very good about at the beginning of the season. No, I had this as a loss at the beginning of the season. Now, I I felt better about it coming in, but the way the game started in the first half and kind of flowed, it, it kind of felt like the first game a little bit in that at some point the bottom was going to drop out and they just had too much. They have some talent. Um, that running back's good. Quarterback. He was leading the league coming in. Yeah, the quarterback is good, but I think we really got to him in the second half, and he was not the same player. He, he we didn't brought consistent, pressure. We brought consistent delayed pressure up the middle that was getting there. I, I don't really – I don't think they did a very good job in turn in, inside blocking that. That's not a hard thing to handle, which tells me that maybe maybe our guys on the guards were giving them some trouble so the center was getting occupied. But those Mike linebackers were coming free mm-hmm. and just being off on his ass. And he's not a very big guy. I saw 
after the game, I mean, Garrett's not a big guy, and they were dapping each other up after the game, and he, he was every bit as big, or uh, he was about the same size, maybe even a little shorter than Garrett. Really? But, but yeah, I mean, it looked like to me on TV, they were looking eye to eye. But a couple of the things, I mean, our defense, it's, it's time to quit talking about, like, we won an ugly game and mucked it up. I think our defense just makes people look shitty. That was the second best defense or offense in the league coming in. I remember at halftime, I always look at the game, break it up into quarters and then halves, you know, uh, from a statistical standpoint. They had 300 yards offense in the first half. And then if you looked at their offense at the end of the third quarter, they had one yard in the third quarter. Yep. The other thing I noted, the TV showed the, the Telstrator. I went back through it. They were five of their first six on third down conversions. For the rest of the game, they were one of ten. That's incredible. I mean, that's the thing we've been doing well with. And, I mean, Be- Beanie Bishop needs a, a, a couple musket stickers because he was he was up his guy's ass the entire game. They they had a really that, – that that quarterback converted guy that they were referring to to the left side all the time, that, that's a talented guy. But, man, we were – we didn't really let anybody else touch the ball with the exception of that in route that they got for six right before halftime. But even that, um, our guy was there. I think he misplayed the ball. Well, I think we had a cornerback playing safety too, didn't we? Yeah, that that at that point, that I think that was Floyd, and he's kind of a strong – I don't buy into this bandit spear. All, you're either a safety, a free safety, a strong safety – He's more. Of He's a listed player. as a cornerback. I went back and checked it, but that's right after the Burks injury. Just a couple minutes later, he, he Burks makes that tackle in the middle of the field, or maybe oh, yeah. even breaks a pass. So they got one free there. I don't want to crap on him. He played great the rest of the game. He had a great. He, he had a great game. But we lived in the backfield. We had five sacks. We had nine tackles for a loss. We broke up six passes. I think last game we broke up ten. Like a good number, a normal a normal number for teams is two or three. Our guys are covering people. Um, yeah, you, you'd like was, to catch a few of those interceptions, though. Well, I have that down as the bad. We do have four dropped interceptions. I know Bishop, Coba, and McLaren, McLaurin each had one. Yeah, and Coba another had one. Two. Coba and Coba, Bartlett. I, okay. okay, they kind of defended that one from each other. Yeah, that, that might have been six. McLaren definitely had a pick six. McLaren had a six pick, yeah. or pick six, but I don't want to crap on that guy either because no, I, I didn't. I wasn't familiar with him, and he he was outstanding. There was a part of the game where every time you turned around, number thirteen was making a play. Yeah, we. I didn't think we tackled very well in the first half. In the second, we half, did not. They cleaned that up. They did. I, I, I mean, so much to overcome, man. When you're taking a knee and watching your teammate get carted off, and I mean, twice. You, we talked about compartmentalizing. I mean, they, they did that to overcome that twice the second time. I mean, a severe break. You're watching that guy. He was in so much pain. I, I felt for the kid. It looked like he was doing his best to keep from passing out. Yeah, and that's uh, a guy who's been playing at a high level recently, and you hate to lose him for the year. And, and any health concern, I mean, he's going to be out for a while. That's yeah. going to be a a long comeback. But, I mean, he he played his ass off, and, and, and that was in the – that was in the meat grinder. That was late, what mid fourth quarter, right? Right, right. So that was uh, to to turn around and then make these stands and make hard tackles on like fourth down. I mean, so often you watch defenses just kind of give it up, and our guys were fighting for straining for every yard. Uh-huh. Uh, credit, credit to the staff, man. Our guys play freaking hard, and I think that 
five weeks in a row playing really freaking hard was catching up with us. So we've got a much deserved bye week. We basically get like two half bye weeks. We don't get a full bye week. But going into this next stretch, I mean, we're going to talk about that later. We we don't have another week off, which didn't there used to be two bye weeks in a season? Where the hell did the other one go? I don't know. I, we'll have to pull that up. I'm not sure. So a couple other things that two block kicks, and I, I, I'll give this credit to the uh, Metro News guys, but they brought it back to a game I was staying on the sideline for. We were talking about before we got on here. We haven't blocked two kicks since November of 2002 against Boston College. And um, we were winning games much like this that season. We ended up, it was the team that went nine and four ended up losing to Boston College or uh, UVA in the Continental Tire Bowl. We didn't really show up for that game. Things didn't go well. But but prior to that, we were winning a lot of tight games against very equal teams. And the Big East back then was very top-heavy. You had <clears throat> you had a Miami team that was perennial national champs, but then you had a strong Boston College. You had a strong Syracuse. Uh, Pittsburgh was ranked when we beat them that year. Virginia Tech was just coming off of the Michael Vick years, so they yeah. were very strong. BC um, was always really physical, really physical team. Those were tough games. Um, and, I mean, it block kicks, special teams plays. Preston Fox making two nice returns yesterday. They I heard somebody put it, like, basically, that's a first down every time you get a 10-yard kick return or punt return. You never really – I never really think of it like that when, when it's going on, but that did put things in perspective when I heard someone say that. Yeah, just fielding it cleanly, and even if you only get five yards, as opposed to letting the ball roll another 15 yards, I mean, that's that's a 20-yard swing. That's yeah, and huge. we've, I mean, you don't have to tell any Mountaineer fan about muffed kicks and things like that that have cost us games or blocked, blocked punts. I think our kicking game is pretty good right now. I'm still concerned. I don't love that rugby thing because I just feel like we're bound to get one blocked in a he big moment at some point. Almost kicked but, into the back of our his own player. Man, and then I mean, you're living like our defensive linemen weren't even jumping in the air when they blocked those field no. goals. <laughs> no, they. I think Brown said we um, we punted five times. We averaged 46 yards a kick, and their return guy, who's supposedly really good. He only got like one yard. So that that's a win. I, I saw a stat five games into the season. We're in the top ten in special teams efficiency. I don't really know how they come up with that metric, but I will take that because we all know, being West Virginia fans, when the special teams are a liability, we all know what that looks like. And I mean they're they're help they are contributing to our wins. So it's it's a huge payoff for Neil. I, know I think we have a kicker too, guy. man. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean that guy who moved. Wow, that was. <laughs> I think he farted. Like, I mean, I, I don't even. <laughs> you, the first replay they showed on TV, no, they were like he didn't move, and then they showed another one from a different angle, and I mean, just the that that guy, that referee needs investigated because he had to be staring at that guy's ass. <laughs> There's no way otherwise you make that observation. I mean, he barely moved. He just died, locked in on that guy's ass, didn't he? I heard, I heard one of the guys on the Metro News show say they got him for clinching. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. It, it, that was a, 
I, I mean, he moved. It's hard to say anything about it, but Jesus Christ, that's 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 attention to detail from that officiating staff. It's it's good to know we have a good kicker. I think I think we have a good. I think you're right. I think he's good because he made what was that a 47 yarder that got it, called it, back? I checked. It was four. Oh no, it was 53, what? and then the one he missed was 58. Yeah. Oh my. Okay. Yeah, and then the one he actually did make was 49. Okay. So wow. he was, if you're keeping track at home, he was basically two of three from 50 plus and 58. I mean, gee, <laughs> you, you can't expect that on a regular basis. That's a that's a hail mary of a kick. I think our offense is is close. I really do. I think Donaldson's hurt. I do too. I I don't know what's going on there. I think he's a little banged up. He was fast last year, man. He was taking him eighty-eight to you know hit the head on the goalpost or however, whatever expression you want to use. And like, I just don't see that gear from him. Yeah, he's not sneaking I, up I, on anyone either. Too. They know what to expect from him. Well, and Jaheim, man. I mean, that twenty-five yard run to open up. That was a, one of the first plays of the fourth quarter, wasn't it? Is that yeah. when that was? Yeah. That was a defensive hold play. That was huge. And, I mean, 25 yards and then 10 more on the end. But he had a gear, and you started to see him get a little more confidence. Even on, like, a five-yard run he had later in the game where he had to wiggle through a gap. I I think that they're just going to keep putting it on that kid as much as they can. And as much as anything, I mean, give C.J. some – I mean, C.J. was 22 yesterday for 61. That's not very efficient. But, I mean, a lot of those were tough-ass yards, and – I remember in years past where we didn't have a guy who could bang and get you one. It, it's, I mean, CJ's a luxury to have, but I just, I don't understand like his conditioning. They talked about in the off season that it was increasing and he doesn't look to be as quick as he was last year. I got a question whether he's healthy or not. I, um, I think you're right. I, I think know. he's gotten it out. He could probably use a bye week as much as anybody and playing back in this le- at this level, that's the toughest position physically on the, on the field. Especially the way we run our offense. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Those guys get the shit knocked out of each other. I mean, they're getting hit three, four times every play. So, I mean. We hit him for 200 yards, though. 200. And they showed the stat. He's 22 and five when we rush for 100 yards. Here's another one I heard. Uh, that team had only given up 200 yards since they hired this defensive coordinator. 200 yards rushing three times. One was last year in the championship game. One was in the semifinal, I think, in Michigan. Or I'm sorry, no, the Big 12 championship where they lost prior. You know, they went up to K-State. And then the third time was last year, like a triple overtime game against Baylor Hmm. or whatever. You remember that game, the one where a guy gets tackled in the one-yard line to lose the game or something, the Baylor game last year? Those are the only three times this team's given up over 200 yards rushing. So, I mean, good company because those were good, good company time that they took place. So excited about that. Excited about the win. Now we're moving on to the next week. And uh, I mean, you and I talked about breaking this thing up in a couple different segments. Huh? We, we tend to just talk circles around the last game. Is there any more, anything else you wanted to stick in about last night? Are you ready to turn the page? Let's turn the page. So I, I did a little digging into the Big 12 recap this weekend. I, I, I did get a chance to watch a lot of football this weekend, which you don't always have the opportunity to do with the family. But 
Did you watch the Cincinnati BYU game? I did not. Okay. Too late so, for me. <clears throat> understood. But uh, UC played probably outplayed BYU. I, I, I think BYU stole one. Um, <laughs> I saw BYU is one of the only teams in the league with averaging less points than we are. So they're and they're dead last in rushing. Hmm. So, which is a little eight. That's not what you figure from a BYU team. They're usually no. big and physical. But they they were aided by a pick six at the beginning of the game. They got another turnover. They were able to capitalize off of. Emory Jones went nuts. Uh, Two hundred fifty yards passing. Another probably hundred rushing. He ended up accounting for four touchdowns. He's been doing that a lot. But Cincinnati's defense didn't look as unyielding as what I've been reading about prior prior to that. Uh, Texas did what Texas is going to do, but. I was excited to watch the Texas and Kansas game, and as soon as it started, Jalen Daniels wasn't on the field. Yeah, that that really kind of irked me because I might have had the over on a parlay card, and that definitely <laughs> did not help that cause. But I will say that Quinn Ewers is the real deal, and I know no one <laughs> wants to root for Texas right now, but they look like they are a playoff contender. Hey, man. If we play Texas, I'll be tickled because they're not on the schedule, and there's only one way we play Texas. That'd be incredible. Uh, that's that's a that's a little <laughs> far off. I mean, uh, yeah, Texas is the class of the of the, the the league. I think at least we'll find out this weekend. Yeah, I we guess will find out on Saturday. I think they're going to uh, blow Oklahoma out. You, you know, every time you think that though, that's... somebody surprises somebody. I mean, I've seen some. Pretty putrid OU or Texas teams give the other team fists when yeah. they have the superior team. That's true. I, I will say the announcer said that's always a tight game and was watching it with my brother and we're like, what the hell's he talking about? Like, you remember when Bob Stoops used to beat them like 66 to 14? Yeah. They owned them for like eight years. I think there was literally a 66 to three result at one point. They're, they got in the sixties a couple times. They, I mean, they fucking destroyed them a couple times. I don't think that, I, I don't think Texas is now they, they had a back that they found this weekend that they're really excited about too. I, I just saw them on the highlight reels on the college football wrap ups, but I mean, Kansas is still a tough team too. I, I'm not, I'm not disappointed that they're not on our schedule. No, no, I'm um, not playing them. OU's quarterback's playing well. They they thumped ISU. I don't think Iowa State. I mean, is Matt Campbell's seat getting a little warm? I mean, he was he was the he was the hot name in coaching searches. Like Michigan, he was up for. There were rumors about him going up to Michigan and taking Harbaugh's job. I think he was up for Ohio State. Yeah, Texas mentioned every know, Big Ten job that's come open. His name's been mentioned. Wisconsin, I would say Michigan State now, but. Who knows what's going to happen with all that? Has he peaked? I mean, like, is this as far as he can take Iowa State? Well, it might have a little something to do with Brock Purdy not being there anymore. <laughs> it was nice having him for four years, right? Yeah, and then they had Brees Hall, and they might have had Montgomery. I mean, they had some they did. They NFL had guys. Did. Lazard, Alan yep. Lazard. Yeah, they 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 put some guys in the NFL that you were drafting in your fantasy leagues. But uh, that, the Gabriel kid from uh, 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 Oklahoma had five touchdowns. Um, he's top five in the Heisman right now. 
I don't know if it's going to continue to be that way, but the shocker he, was Baylor beating you UCF. How about that? I gave that one up when it was twenty-eight to or what is it, thirty-five to seven. Yeah, I quit paying attention to it as well. I didn't know they won until I was looking through the scores today. To be honest with you, I heard someone say something on ESPN because we were waiting for like our game to start, and we flipped over and turned that on. Saw that amazing play the quarterback for Central Florida made, and then saw miss the field goal. But I I don't know. That's that's a tough loss. That is. A, just a collapse in their that's first. That's their first 12 game, too. And that yeah. I've read that's the biggest, that ties the biggest comeback that Baylor has ever had. And that is the biggest comeback allowed at UCF at home in their school's history. So tough opening to the Big 12 conference <laughs> for UCF. They've, they've had a pretty, they're not experienced too much losing over their last several years, five, six years. No, but this is to be expected. We, yeah, you're gonna have some ground. I've, I've said it a hundred times. We learned we learned this the hard way in 2012. I think that's the truth. Because and then the other yeah, we weren't ready. No, 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 not at all. And then and the game I was paying the most attention to was the Texas Tech Houston. I'll admit I didn't watch much of it, but the score. I mean, Texas Tech putting up 49 on Houston. Uh, that's the next opponent we have. Obviously, uh, everybody, you know, the blue and gold faithful have had that one circled because a certain scarlet will be roaming sidelines, and I don't think there's a hotter seat in the country than is right now. That'll be an interesting game. Does anybody, anybody really care that he used to be our coach? Does anyone in Houston give a shit? No, I don't think so. I, I, I think this will be the biggest non-story ever because I don't have any ill will toward Dana. He did a pretty you good don't? job. Not really, no. I I didn't want him. I was glad he left, but I, I he, the era had run its course, but he's the second winningest coach in West Virginia history. Oh, it makes me want to puke. I, I can't stand him. You, yeah. don't, like, you don't like him? Uh, no. Uh, he, he was – I don't think he did a very good job representing anything. I mean, I'm, I'm not, don't get me wrong. Anybody that knows me, you know, I'm not, the, I'm not the blue color. I'll use certain expletives. I'll say things, but I, I didn't like the way that guy represented himself. He, he was a fucking clown on the sidelines, throwing temper tantrums and just acting like an asshole, constantly throwing players under the bus. I can't stand him. I think he's a piece of shit. <laughs> That's where I'm at with it. And he looks like bigger and McCracken after thirty frames of bowling. So no, and being I up for three I days. I hope we beat him by seventy, and he gets fired the next day. I think I don't like that guy. I think we can blow them out. <laughs> I think so too. I, I mean, <clears throat> I wouldn't, you know, not going to dwell on too many negatives, but I mean, we airmailed a touchdown pass to the freshman. Oh. <laughs> Gallagher was open by. 15 yards. I mean, there wasn't a guy in the zip code. He pulled a little double, double move out and up. Mm-hmm. And he was free. And I know, I know, uh, I, I think that, I think maybe, I mean, everybody knows, I think, for the most part, that, that would be listening to this podcast that Green wasn't supposed to start. 
maybe he got a little shot. Maybe he was a little amped up for the game. I don't yeah. know. He, he was like sprinting on and off the field. I also heard something interesting in the post game. Did you? Did you? Neil Brown calls him the Joker. I I caught that too. I'd never heard that before until this morning when I watched it. Is it because of his hair and his face paint? That's pretty funny. That's that is a good pretty one. funny. <laughs> I don't know, man. He, I loved it. I mean, you can tell he's not a hundred percent. I mean, he can still move though. But um, they're like, "How's your ankle?" And he's like, "Oh, it's a hundred percent." Never felt better. Never felt better. <laughs> no, I think I think he's the kind of guy that the team rallies around with. I mean, Nico has to be feeling a certain way, and you can see those guys really like each other. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It's, well, Nico rolled his ankle in practice. Nico was going right. to be the guy this weekend, which blew my mind. Yep. Yeah. I think that they thought if they could get to this bye week that Garrett would be a lot better off and, yeah. and you know, yeah. be healthy for the home stretch. Because after this Houston game, and then the following weekend, we played the next, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven straight weeks in a row. No bye. No bye, but you got Oklahoma State at home. You got – Central Florida on the road, and then you got BYU at home. If you can split those two games, or not split, but go two and one, what are you? Obviously, you got to beat Houston. You're we, we were watching some Disney movies earlier, so I went through all of our remaining schedule and did looked into the little matchup predict, predictor. Before the season, ESPN had us going one and eleven, <laughs> so we're four and one right now. We're favored in five of the next seven. Uh, I'll give you the first one. Oklahoma is one of the games we're not favored in. There's only one other game we're not favored in. Is Do you want to guess Cincinnati? what it is? No. We're 53% Yes. 69% chance UCF wins. It looks like the home and away things are real significant. Like any road game, I mean, even Houston's just 56%. I'll bet if we were home, we'd be like 85%. It'll be interesting to watch those numbers over the next three or four weeks because if our defense continues to perform like this, our analytics are going to go, go kind of go through the roof, and that could flip too. Well, they're they're also factoring in yardage per game passing and this and that. There's a lot of asterisks next to a lot a lot of our numbers when you lose a starting quarterback and you completely, I mean, the first play of a game. And then the next game, you're playing in a rainstorm, and you're still not very secure about letting a guy air it out, and he throws an interception first freaking play. <laughs> so, I mean, we've had some we've had some issues in that regard, but uh, I mean, these are all winnable games. Um, I mean, OU's going to be a tall order, but this is not some of the OU teams we've played in the past. I no, don't think. no, not at all. That that's what <clears throat> when we played them last year and beat them. That's what stood out to me. Like, they did not look like the bake, even like the line. They used to have their lines were ridiculous. And even their lines were not like they were a couple years ago. So I, I, I tell this story at parties sometimes when, when people ask me about some of the, what was like your welcome to college football moment? And I mean, I, 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 I redshirted my freshman year, my sophomore year. We opened up the year on the road against a very good top 12, I think 15, at least Wisconsin team. And I, you'd have to go back and look, but I think that team competed for the, for the, uh, the big 10 title that year. They're massive offensive linemen. 
And uh, when you go to Camp Randall, you line up in the tunnel side by side before the game and you run out, but you're side by side in that tunnel with the other team. And I'm standing in the tunnel and then these guys come walking out and I look over and I'm looking at like guys' armpits. Like that's where my head level is. And Rick Trickett walks up next to me, taps me on the leg and says, they're fucking big, aren't they? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, holy shit. And, uh, I mean, a lot of guys on the football team aren't, aren't history buffs, um, college football history buffs, but I, I certainly was, I used to, I would, I would lay in my bed on like week on, on at night after everything was calmed down and look through recruiting guides. And I knew the guy's names. I'd go in the locker room and I'm like, Oh, it's Jason Davis. He was a five-star recruit. He was supposed to go to Miami. Now he's here. Like I, I knew some of these guys from uh-huh. like following them and shit. So like when we're going on the road to like Camp Randall and stuff, sometimes I'd have little pockets of guys surrounding me while I was telling them about all this shit. I, I, I remember one in particular. What was that? Uh, who was that quarterback from Texas A&M ended up going to the NFL? And he was, he was drafted by. Damn it! What is that guy's name? He didn't pan out. He was a receiver. Then they moved him to quarterback. Then he ended up being a first round NFL draft pick. Tannehill. He couldn't. Is it Tannehill? Yeah, he's still playing, right? Okay, then it is Tannehill. He couldn't name, like, he didn't know what teams were in what division when he was playing in the NFL. And that always just blew my mind. That is mind blowing. Like, you would think as much as kids play Madden, you would know. Well, he was. Tannehill's nerd, man. I don't think that he, I don't think there was a lot of Madden playing going on. He was a different kind of cat. But anyway. I don't know how I got off onto that subject, but um, the league looks, you know, we got a chance, man. Uh, we changed the name of our text group. It's now 12th place. 12th place. So if, we win, if we win against Houston, it'll be 11th place. But uh, looking across the landscape of college football this weekend, there wasn't a whole lot going on. Uh, there, there were some ranked teams uh, playing each other, but the higher-ranked team won – all of those except, I think, Utah, which Utah's ranked pretty artificially high based off the fact that Cam Rising's supposed to be their quarterback. And uh, the only unranked team to win over a ranked team this weekend was UK, just beating the shit out of Florida. And UK's going to be a top-20 team this week. They look very good. Yeah, they, they were better, much, much better than Florida. <clears throat> Florida got – their ranking got inflated because they beat Tennessee. Yeah, ten, Jerry's still out on Tennessee, but the SEC's crazy. That, uh, that, that I guess – um, LSU, I just told somebody that night, I thought they'd walk through the rest of their schedule and then lost by, what was it, 55 to 49 to Ole Miss, something like that. Yeah, remember that when been... they used to talk shit about the Big 12 for those kind of games? <laughs> yeah, I they think caught it's kind of the... funny now yeah. that that's good football. Yeah, no, that's that's how it's supposed to be played now. Yeah, right. My ass. <laughs> Well, Crum, we talked also about maybe shooting some hot takes. Hot takes, that's what I was going to say. Let's get some hot takes in here. You want to go first? Um, I'll go first, and uh, I'm going to hit you with two. Um, I think Penn State's going to win the Big Ten East. I think think they're going to go to Ohio State, and I think they're going to win. And then when they play Michigan, I think they're going to beat them too. They got Michigan at home. They've got Ohio State on the road, but, I mean, if anybody watched the Notre Dame-Ohio State game and then the Notre Dame-Duke game, I mean, we're all doing the <laughs> transit property of, of geometry right now, but 
I mean, if you if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's usually a duck. I, I don't think that I have more near caliber that they that they typically are. And I think Grande kind of spilled the beans to an extent when after that game, he was very excited to win that game. Yeah. When normally it would be an expectation. Yeah, he wanted to kick a 90-year-old man's ass. Two of them. Two, <laughs> Two of them. He, he, was, he was wanted to fight Lee Corso, too. The game day guys were kind of shitting on him about it, too. Calm down, Ryan Day. Calm down. Beat Michigan. Save some of like that energy for Michigan. The only, the only, the only lamer, like, weak ass fan base move that I've seen than that was Colorado storming the field when they beat their rivals. They were twenty eight point favorites in overtime. That was freaking lame. That's the lamest thing I've seen all college football season. But Colorado doesn't know how to win. It's going to be interesting to see what happens when the Dion fatigue wears off. Man, I wrote them off, and they they actually got back into that game because Southern Cal's defense is putrid. I don't think there's did you, any did way. You take, Go ahead. Did, a friend of ours was looking to cover, take that spread. I don't think he did. Did You You took the over. I took, I took the that? over, and then I made the mistake of taking the points. <laughs> I just – I think Colorado – I think I saw a number they gave up the most sacks, and you can tell, like, they, they do have – his son at quarterback, who's really good. They got he some is. skill guys, but their lines and their secondary are bad, like really, me, really bad. I've got nothing against Dion. I like it. I, I do I too. Think good, I think it's good for college football. I'm just – don't force-feed me storylines that shouldn't even be in the freaking show. Shut the fuck – let them – come talk to me when they're good. They're not good right now. Yeah, right on, right on. The, the Pac-12 has sucked for years. It's really good this year. I think it it's the best be the, conference. Might be the best league. Yeah, I agree with you. Totally. That leads me that leads me to another hot take that I have. I think I think Penix is gonna win the Heisman. They need to get on TV more though. Their games kick off at like two thirty AM. Yeah. That hurts. There's definitely an East Coast bias. There are, but I mean who the The Colorado game kicked at ten o'clock local time. USC in Colorado. Can you, and there's can you only one reason. Well, maybe two. One's Caleb Williams and the other's Deion Sanders. Yeah. I just. But no, I, I can't imagine playing that game 10 a.m. for those kids. That sucks. Yeah. <clears throat> for those fans. I mean, you guys would have gone straight from the frat house from the night before to, to the game, I'd imagine. Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> very, very possibly. <laughs> I, I think Penix. I've watched him play twice. I think. I think Washington. I think Washington has a chance to win that. I mean, you have to, because Caleb Williams is putting up PlayStation numbers. But you've got to damn near walk on water and hope everybody else sucks to win two Osmonds in a row. That you you get some baseball writers like kind of making it about you, them. Oh, we can't be the only one. He's not the best one ever. Or like right. that kind of. Yeah. So. I, I think Penix is going to continue to put up numbers. He, he didn't really go off this weekend. I mean, he had tons of yards, but only one touchdown, I think. They they, they had that game in hand for the most part. But Arizona rally, they, they looked okay. I mean, it was good enough game that I watched it into the fourth quarter. So, um, I don't I, know. I, I back think that to your Penn State one. What If Penn State were to beat Ohio State and lose mm-hmm. a close game to Michigan and Michigan goes undefeated, 
would you put two Big Ten teams in the playoff? The, this this question, the answer to this question is it depends. Fair enough. It, it, who's, who's left, who's around? It depends. Yeah. I mean, it, it looks like the Pac-12 is going to send a representative. Uh, and they should. They're the best. I'm with you, man. I think they look like they're the best, deepest at least. So that that's one off the table that you usually get from other conferences. Uh-huh. I, I, if Florida State holds serve, if Oklahoma or Texas go undefeated, then no. But if uh, if you've got a one-loss team and either, you know, Florida State loses, I think if Florida State or whoever is going to step up in the uh, – with the exception of maybe Texas, I don't know. Because Texas went to Alabama and won. That is hard to ignore. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember. Like, I don't think that – I think that I looked – the last time Alabama lost a home game was like 2018. They do not lose home games. No, not out of conference either. Mm-mm. Now they don't. So that they was, normally don't play anybody. But no, but I mean, you probably thought the athletic director was was on drugs when he scheduled that game, and then they went and won the fuck. Oh, you mean like ours was when he scheduled <laughs> Alabama? It was probably the same night he guaranteed a contract for fucking eight years or whatever. <laughs> he, he, maybe he was in the frat house that night. Might have been. Uh, and then the last one, the last hot take I've got that, and this one I feel the best about the Penn State one. I feel pretty good. I think they're good. They are good. Which, You're right. Which good. if if that ends up being our only loss, which you, you look down the list of our schedule, we got a good chance to get to eight or nine and one. Wait a minute, eight and one. Um, I think Narduzzi will not be the pit coach in 2024. Um. Right now's Pitt's number they're one and four. Here's their next four games. At home against Louisville, who's ranked twenty fifth. Then at Wake Forest. Then they play home with Notre Dame. Then they go to Florida State. They're one and four right now? They're one and four. They're looking they're staring down the barrel of two and seven. I don't think they win one of those games. Crowd. They might not. They're terrible. They got to go to Wake Forest. I didn't. I'll, I'll admit the one thing I didn't look into is what Wake Forest has been doing. But Louisville's ranked twenty fifth. They're not going to be Notre Dame. They're not going to be Florida State. Narduzzi's already getting articles. He was getting shithead articles written on him by local media up here after they lost to us. Yeah. He's well, still, his personal. Pers- still got that quarterback going in there too, man. Yeah, but his personality is great when you're winning, but when you're two and seven, you're a dickhead, and it's time to get rid of you. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how it works, though. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm here for it, though. I don't feel, I don't give a shit if they go one and eleven. I don't care Wake's about three, that. Three and one. Yeah, Wake's Wake's got a good coach with wins over Elon and Old Dominion. Well, <laughs> so I, I don't know. The jury's out on those guys, but I mean, I, the only thing I know so far is the pit sucks pretty bad. So I, I think I think Narduzzi's going to be. I think this will be the end for him. I don't think he'll coach after this year. Yeah, uh, good riddance. I don't like him. Nope. See ya. Yeah. Here's my hot take. Are you ready? I'm ready. This 
TCU wins the turning point. This is where everything changes, in my opinion. This is like beating VT. We, for some reason, you and I keep referencing 2002, and that's not a bad thing, but I no, think... No, well, it's, it's the year after we went 3-8, and eight, and the three wins were against, what, Kent State, Ohio University, and Rutgers. Rutgers. I think this is the turning point, though. I really do. I think that our defense is is legit. I think our offense is going to catch up a little bit. I think when Garrett Green's the quarterback, it's a little bit different. He gives you a little bit more running, and we need all the yards we can get. Mm-hmm. So when he if he can get back to 100%, which with a bye week, you think he could. And I, I think we are close to breaking through passing the ball. There's talent there, and I think he has – Weeded some guys out, and the reps at that position, I mean, they're he's only going to go with a few guys, and if you're not getting any reps, you're done. You're out. He's not wasting any more reps on guys, giving any more chances. If you go out there and start dropping the ball, you're fucking done. Two kids already quit. I think that last was part week. of it. Yep. Last week, right? Yeah. And, and one guy, I think, need, who needs a bye week and will be – will benefit from it a lot is Rodney Gallagher. I mean, mm-hmm. he got open on that one. They're starting mm-hmm. to use him. I think he can become a weapon in the passing game. I, I don't know how you only target Cole Taylor like twice, but yeah, I, I think we'll correct that. I, I like Clement, and I think the kid, EJ Horton, who made that unbelievable catch and took, took a hell of a shot, I think yeah, he's going to start factoring in more too. I agree. You, you got to get Cole Taylor more involved in the game. And yeah. I think he's, you're watching him sprinkle in more touches for White and Gallagher. But we had freshmen, true freshmen, making impacts all over the field the other night. Yep. We're a young team. We're, we're, I, we're I, get, I shouldn't say that. We have a lot of young talent. We do. I mean, these recruiting classes have been some of the better classes we've had. It's, 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 it's going to be large. I, I, I wonder what – I mean – I, I don't know about Burks. The jury's out. Um, Reed and I were talking. It could have been a stinger. It could have been a lot of things. Um, you don't want to speculate on that. Lathan's gone. He's he's not going to play anymore this year. I, I mean, I expect him to announce that this week. Um, but Cutter? That, that Cutter. Cutter's going to have to step up. And then you, I mean, it's early to start digging into your depth, but that kid seems ready for it. Mm-hmm. I'm not too concerned about it, but it's more of, what next? Because we've watched. I mean, the pack, the Big Twelve is a, it's a slog, man. Those guys get beaten to shit. You, by the end of the year, you're playing all kinds of guys that you didn't expect to be playing. Very true. Uh, it'll be think- interesting to see how that works out. And then the left side of the offensive line, how hurt was, was Malum? Just a eye poke or something? I don't. I didn't even know. I I don't notice that like you do. I don't. I, I hate to say it. I don't pay attention to the O line in the game. I watch the ball, but he came back in though, right? I don't think so. I oh. think he stayed out, and Rymack was out after the uh, after the fifty two got upset on the extra point. Man, which I was saying back in the day, man, we would have been having conversations about how we're going to chop his legs out at the next possession. Yeah, that he would have paid for that dearly, right? I mean, he was being a shithead. 
he needed taken care of. He was getting his ass whipped by Zach Frazier the whole game. Gets old when that happens, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, One of my buddies in high school had a shirt that said, play to win, and if you lose, start a fight. <laughs> so I think he was he was taking that one to heart. <laughs> That's perfect. Start a fight. <laughs> You think you think we could sell a couple of those shirts? Yeah, you guys didn't lose a whole lot, but did you ever? Did he ever start fights after losses? This guy, uh, he didn't lose, like you said. He didn't lose too much. He's still a character. He's he's one of the best. Uh, we got a home f- friend uh, chat group, and he he likes to take memes of each of us and incorporate it into pictures that people like. We send out like a guy will be on a beautiful vacation. He'll show his kids, and then he. He puts a picture of one of our friends in there when they were a kid or something. It's he's <laughs> he's, he's he's pretty talented with that. But uh, no, nah, he was never a real violent guy. It was more of a. It's probably a shirt I should have been wearing more than he would. He he should have been. But um, yeah, man, it's. What do you think? Do you I, think this is a turning point? Man, I. You know, it's, it, it feels like that that that's happening, and and you feel like we've talked about this before. It's an attitude. It's a you get into the habit of winning, and you don't want to lose it. And then it'll be. I'll tell you what'll be interesting is when we have, um, you know, have to overcome something, and 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 I feel like we really have done that already. I mean, those two guys getting hurt. Hopefully, we get Burks back. Um, hopefully, the offensive linemen come back because. I mean, it's not the X's and the O's, it's the Jimmy's and the Joe's. You've heard that expression too, I'm sure. Yeah, oh yeah. We need, we need to keep our good guys on the field, and, and it, it's a war of attrition to a certain point, especially when we're talking like, what's our margin of victory the last three games? Well, we blew the doors off a of pit. We beat them by, what, nine? <laughs> Eleven. And then, uh, Eleven? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a blowout for us these days. So you, you hate you, when you're operating with a razor-thin margin of error. But there hasn't been a lot of, of consistency. We haven't had the same quarterback for extended periods of time. We haven't had the faith to call the plays that we, ca- we call. I did hear Neil say they called everything in the playbook yesterday, which I, I think that's bullshit, but it made me nervous to hear him say that. But I, I think this was one we had to have. And then the other interesting step that we didn't talk about, what's Neil Brown's record at TCU, Chrome? You know. 3 and 0 3-0. There's a lot of people in this league that don't do that. No, that is, no. That, that's tremendous. I feel like after we beat Pitt, the talk was um, their t- Pitt's terrible. It was easy to get up for that game. The crowd was mm-hmm. incredible. And then you kind Texas of put, Tech, we beat their quarterback. We knocked their quarterback. We knocked him out, but we kind of held on at the end. And, you know, I don't think people were sold on – the defense played amazing, but you didn't know. And I, I feel like after Saturday, the way we played in the second half, I think, I think it has validated the other two games. Even though we don't have gaudy offensive numbers. No, I agree. I, I think this can be the turning point. I, I don't want to. I, I mean, we got to win the next two. They're yeah, we got to win the next two. You're right. The next two are the most winnable games left on our schedule. Each, I think that I think you go to Houston, you take care of business, and then um, you got Oklahoma State, who seems to be struggling. We're talking about our identity. They do not have one. 
So, and that, I mean, we're bowl eligible after seven weeks. I would have kissed your ass if you had told me that before the season. That's that's what everyone said. Like, if we can just get out of September, you know, two and three or three and two, and here we are four and one, and everything has opened up for us. It feels good. There's nothing but, but I mean, it's what we were four and a half or five and a half. I wish I would have taken the four and a half. I, Oh, against Texas hit. Tech, we were five and a half dogs, and then yes. no, no, no. I'm talking about over under for wins for oh, the season. Oh, yeah, yeah. Would you <laughs> take five and a half? I took five and a half, but I think earlier on I could have got four and a half. Man, which I'd feel real good if I could cash in a bet in freaking by mid October <laughs> for the over under. I thought we were better than people thought we were. Uh, I think last year we would have been if our if our quarterback's arm could have stayed healthy. If, There's if a, lot of a couple things go right against Pitt, and then we don't get a personal foul in overtime against Kansas, things are probably a whole lot different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't want to go looking back that far, but the point I'm trying to make is I thought we were closer than people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We weren't bad last year. We weren't. We weren't very good, but we, people act like we were this doormat, and I never understood mm-hmm. that. Mm-mm. We're three no. and three and six, and. Could have beat TCU, could have mm-hmm. beat Kansas. I mean, we were not yep. awful. We we played one really bad game, played a sticker yep. against Texas Tech. Yes, sir. Yep. Yep. No, we beat Oklahoma State. I just remember thinking last year, we yep. beat Oklahoma State and Oklahoma and finished five and seven. How in the hell do you do that? I don't know, but like Neil's last ten games, we're like eight and two. I mean, it seems to be turning for him. Who, who'd have it, thought? I saw something on Twitter. It was a comparison of his first games. And who was the other coach? You're on Twitter more than I am. Who, who the, I haven't seen that one yet. Okay. I, I, I'll, I'll share it with everybody next week. I, I, you're not supposed to bring things up if you can't deliver it. But, uh, I mean, it's – it's. You could talk out your ass. So. <laughs> yeah, but there's some coaches that have taken five and six years to get it turned around, and I mean, it's going to be funny if we all we all wanted to fire this guy last year, and probably the only thing that's got him still here is that contract, and we fired the the AD for this contract. What if we extend the fucking guy <laughs> next year? That'd be something That'd be hilarious, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, I guess it's funnier if it's not your job. <laughs> I don't know. I'm ready for anything. But, I mean, looking at the schedule, I mean, five and two is realistic for the rest of the season. Nine games. Nine and three. That would, that'd be good. That'd be great. That'd be good. We were talking about going down this list. I think we might be up against it right now. But we're at Houston, then Oklahoma State, at UCF, BYU, at OU, Cincinnati, at Baylor. And I always, when I'm looking down these lists, I like to have my ats against the hardest teams that would be hard as hell to beat at home anyway, because that means you're playing easier teams at home. So we got Oklahoma State, BYU, and Cincinnati at home. All three very winnable games. All three very losable games when you're playing with the margins that we have. And then we're at Houston, at UCF, at at OU, and at Baylor. I feel like three of those are very winnable. One, we're going to have to pull something out of our ass a little bit. But I feel great. If you'd have told me four and one, told me about the order of things and who was going to be doing what and what was banged up and this and that thing, 
I would have taken this sign sealed deliver. Give me that four and one yeah, all day it's, long. It's incredible how we've gotten here. I love it. It's fun. It's a fun team. It, it, they're a bunch of easy guys to root for. Uh, they seem excited. The fan base should be invigorated. Um, if we take care of Houston, Mountaineerford better be packed for Oklahoma State. I, I think it will be. It's time for the fans to live up to their end. And also yeah, – Not just against Pitt. That's right. I think in another two weeks, you're going to start seeing maybe some numbers next to our name. I, I, it's about as long as it takes. Once you get into the six and ones and five, six and one, seven and one, that's when you get rankings. So, um, I think if we funny, beat Houston, we'll, we'll be ranked. It's funny, it's funny what that'll do to a fan base when you mm-hmm. see a 25 next to your name other than a 26 it's, rather than a 26. And it's been a while for us. It's been, it's been a, a long time. Neil hadn't been ranked once, has he? Uh, nope. 2018. Wow. So, I'm here for it. I am too. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been too long. It's been but, a uh, long con. It's been a rough couple of years, man. Tough to be a Mountaineer fan. I mean, you got a lot of – I'm surrounded by Pitt and Penn State fans, and the smugness coming off of those guys the last couple of years has been unbearable. It's lovely to watch Pitt falter. And as much as I hate to say it, I think Penn State is legit this year. I think that quarterback is just going to keep getting better. Uh, I'll vomit, but I'll hold my nose and watch him. And the one thing we can hang our hat is hang hang our hat on is we played those suckers hard the first game of the season. And if that's your only blemish, I don't think Oklahoma's better than Penn State. No way, no way. So, I mean, those guys. That's that's another thing in that locker room. You start having those conversations like they were going to OU, but we went to fucking Penn State. Yeah, it ain't a whiteout, right? It ain't on for the highest-ranked Penn State team in 35 years since Kajana Carter and Kerry Collins were on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. So. I don't, I don't know. know. I'm going to enjoy this bye week, though. I think everyone will. And then Thursday, we'll see. Next Thursday. We got a week. No, no reason to even worry about it right now. No. We'll talk about that one next week. We'll talk a lot about that one next week. I, I think I've made my opinions and thoughts and feelings on Dana pretty clear. Uh, I think a lot of the old guys I played with kind of feel the same way about that guy. So, yeah, you guys definitely have – did he not really outre- do any outreach to old players? No. Because I don't – No, I, I heard there was a smugness to him. I've, I've encountered him a couple times, and it was amiable and whatnot, but – I don't think he was doing a lot of that for anybody, though. One of the big gripes you heard was he he didn't do a very good job with the boosters, which, like it or not, that's part of the fucking job, man. You got to be a politician. You You really do. You got to shake the hands. You Uh got to kiss the back. You got to take pictures with their kids. I mean, that's fine. Whatever it is, what it is. But, like, I don't know. I just thought the guy was pretty embarrassing with the way. And the thing that drew the most ire for me is you don't go to the press conferences. Hey, say what you want about Neil Brown. He's not throwing the kids under the bus after a game, even if they deserve it. And Dana did that every week. It was someone's fault or somebody wasn't doing something right. I couldn't stand listening to that guy at the end of his writing at WVU. It was always someone else's fault. Motherfucker, you put that guy on the field, own it. You recruited him. You're a good man. Mm-hmm. Go talk to Mike Gundy about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's hard to respect a guy that carries himself like that with with 20, 18 to twenty two year old kids. Yeah, I mean, he's Houston's problem now. 
this Houston's problem is going to be our problem here in a couple in a couple weeks, and I can't wait till we kick his ass. God, I hope we take care of that. There's going to be some guys on the staff. Or, or, there's guys on the team that were there when he was there. I don't think so. I think the the COVID took care of that. I guess. COVID took care of that, and maybe Malachi Ruffin might be the only one. But like okay. Dante Stills was one of the last ones. I'd have, that'll be it. Someone will have that. What about some incoming recruits? I wonder, like some guys he recruited. Uh, I that'll uh, maybe Zach Frazier. Hmm. I that'll there'll be stories on that. I would I would say. I don't know. It's not like I knew Coach Nealon when they were recruiting me. It just <laughs> Coach Nealon would come up to you and like pat you, like hit like heavy hey, pat you. You can tell he's sizing you up. Like my dad's like, he's like, man, he's treating you like livestock. I'm like. <laughs> So that's kind of the point. <laughs> <laughs> well, you want to get out of here? Yeah, let's hang it up. Let's go watch the Jets get their ass kicked, probably. It's tied up. Is it? Yeah. Well, let's go. Well, have a good week, man. All righty.